0: It has been said that only in the United States would a nation celebrate labor by taking a day off, but that's what we do here in America, and we have uh, Monday off, so we look forward to this three-day weekend, but labor is ingrained in all of us. It's the fabric of of who we are, so I've got a kind of an elaborate setup here this morning for those who are outside or in their cars. I've got a couple of horses up, and I've got... uh, Uh, A piece of lumber, and uh, a couple of uh, tools. Now, Kim approached me before the service uh, to make sure that uh, I wasn't going to use any of these things, because he knows that I'm not a trained operator. Uh, But I may try a few things. I thought, you know, the trustees do such a great job in this church. It's apparent anywhere that you look that maybe, possibly, I could chip in just a a little bit, right? So I've got a two-by-four here that I thought I would cut ahead of time, and then... If we would ever have a need up here at the railing, we would have a replacement right right in place. I can see Kim's eyes getting bigger and bigger as I as I speak here. So, so um, uh, I'll start with this. Um, let me see, uh, Kim, what is what is this is circular saw? Okay, good. I didn't. I wasn't quite sure. So I'm gonna plug it in here real quick and hopefully not make too many people nervous. I learned that I had to step out for a little bit this morning, and I found that someone put a uh, a little Thing down over to protect the carpet, and at first I thought it was for sawdust, but I was told it was for blood. So uh, I can understand that your trepidation. Safety always first, right? So I'm going to put the safety goggles on here, and um, I'm sorry. Oh, so I can. S- Wait, what's that? Uh, all right. So for the folks outside, just so they can get a little bit of sound effect here, we'll see if we can start this up. Okay. Hopefully you heard that outside. That's a legitimate saw. Um, I also brought a drill this morning. Um, Kim, can you use both of these at one time? Like one on the right hand, one on the left hand? Is that? No, probably not. He knows more than I do. So, so anyway, all of this to kind of set the stage as far as where we are. Don't worry, I'm not going to try anything. I know better. Um, I'm usually, <clears throat> when I cut something... Even if I do measure twice, it almost invariably comes out crooked. So I know my limitations, right? And I know to leave the important work of the church with the trustees and those who are handy. But we all labor in one way or another, do we not? We all have our life's work. We all do things and we contribute to the growth of society. We contribute to the, uh, to the lives of others. And many of you have done many, many wonderful things throughout your lives and continue to do so. So I thought we would reflect a little bit today on the importance of labor, but also what we refer to as a labor of love. My father-in-law would always caution you, caution me, that when someone approached you about a labor of love, it usually meant you weren't going to get paid for it. So I get that. But sometimes these labors of love are the most rewarding. And the most fulfilling. So, on this Labor Day weekend, I thought we would reflect a little bit on labor your labor, my labor, everybody else's labor, and how it works for us in service of the Lord. So, I know what some of you do or what some of you have done throughout your lives in terms of labor. And it might be a mistake to call it labor because you love what you do or loved what you did. And you did it so well for so many years. I know we have a fair number of teachers here in the sanctuary and outside as well, who have poured themselves into not only educating students, but also trying to make them better people, to give them some guidance and to mentor them along the way. We have coaches in our congregation who try to help their teams win, right? That always seems to be the primary goal, but there's so much more to it than that, the development of a young man's or young woman's character is so important so vital we have many of you in this congregation who are extremely gifted when it comes to music and I am particularly grateful and in awe because as I've mentioned several times I've tried it and I'm just not very good at it so I really respect and appreciate those who can do that and do it well and of course we have so many talented cooks here in this church. We uh, used to be able to experience that with our fellowship dinners, and hopefully we'll get back to that at some point. But uh, even a few weeks ago with the hamloaf dinner, which was absolutely spectacular, um, uh, I'm very grateful and appreciative. So all that you do with your labor, with your talents, contributes to the life of another in some way or another. That might be pretty apparent to you. You might see it right off the bat the people that enjoy your meals or benefit from your education or 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 your music enjoy your music people you can see that almost immediately but there are others that you maybe don't realize or maybe you think you know I'm not getting <clears throat> pardon me I'm not getting anywhere with this student I'm not getting anywhere with this athlete but then years down the road they come back to you and say boy if it hadn't been for you god only knows where I would be today so each of you has a group of talents. And as we reflect on those talents, I think the first thing, the most important thing that we do here today is to <clears throat> give thanks, right? I learned a long time ago that whatever modest talents I may have, they all came from the Lord. I may have worked hard here and there and tried to develop things, but everything that I have is a gift. And I think we all acknowledge that as well. And that makes it that much deeper, that much richer, that we understand that what we have is a God-given gift. So then to take that, to take that seed and plant it and have it grow is an immense blessing for you, for those that you serve, those that you work with, and for the church as a whole. So it's very important that we keep that in mind. And we we listen to Scripture and what what we talk about today. When you have this gift, and this is what Scripture reinforces, that whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Not so much to please human customers or clients, although that's important for sure, but rather to work for the Lord so that what we do will be holy and pleasing to Him. Because after all, that's all that really matters. That truly is the labor of love that we give to the Lord when we share those gifts with others. So when we think about What comes with these gifts that we have? Certainly there is great joy and fulfillment, satisfaction in serving the Lord through our labor. And there's something else that comes from our hard work. Something that assures us that we do not labor in vain. Here's what the passage says from the New Testament that we read earlier. You know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So it begs the question, what what are we here for? What's the meaning of life, right? That's the basic question we often ask. What is all of this about? As disciples of Christ, we came to the realization, perhaps recently, but more than likely many, many years ago, that we're on a pathway, and we know where we're headed. It's not always a straight path. There's detours, there's obstacles, there's pitfalls, pitfalls potholes, things like that. But eventually we will get to our final reward that is promised to us. But what else, what else is given to us in this lifetime? What are we being asked to do right now? Well, unlike for me, I don't think I was given the gift of carpentry or building or construction. God left that to other people, many in this congregation. But nonetheless, we are here in a literal but also a figurative sense to build. We are put on this earth to build. And I'll explain in a moment what that that looks like. For those who can use their hands, who are skilled laborers, unlike me, build. A pantry, a youth room, a garden, and who knows what else. Continue to build with the gifts that you've been given. For those of you who can cook, feed others, and build them up, Give them strength. Give them hope. Give them encouragement. For those who can teach, educate, empower, and enlighten. For those who plant, do so abundantly and feed the world. For those who play and sing, lift your voices to the Lord as he has given you that gift. Unless the Lord builds the house, the labors, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. None of us wants to labor in vain, right? None of us wants to take on a project that becomes a catastrophic failure. So we put a lot of thought and energy into the planning process. And we work very carefully with our construction and think it through. And in my short time here at Oak Chapel, I've seen that play out over and over again in so many different aspects of this church. You are a building church. You are a vibrant church. And one day we will realize that. One day very soon we will realize that as the pews begin to fill up. And we come across more and more people searching and looking. And because of your efforts and because of your talents and your skills and your labor, this church will grow. Above all, we labor for those who will come after us, namely the children. We are all children of God, but we were once children in a physical sense too, and we all remember perhaps people in this church or other churches you may have attended who took the time to mentor you, to take you through Bible studies, to tell you about the Lord and worship, and to be involved in activities with each of you probably, if at least one of those people had not been in your life, you would not be sitting where you are sitting today. So the encouragement on this Labor Day weekend, even though we take tomorrow and the rest of today and rest a little bit, gain that respite, store up your energy. But on Tuesday, let's unleash it. Let's go out there and let's find the opportunities to which we are called according to the talents that we have been given. Let's share those gifts. Let's multiply those gifts across many people. And then let the Lord do His work to see what happens from there. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the one whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame. And the passage from Joshua affirms once again that life is a choice. So you've all built your home in one way or another. You've had family, loved ones together. We all celebrated holidays and reunions. There's nothing quite like bringing the family back together once again. But somewhere along the way, based in part by how you were mentored, you made a decision. You made a decision, and here's what you said. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. You made that very clear to your children, to your children's friends, to your nieces, to your nephews, to your granddaughters, to your grandsons. They know who you are. They know where you stand. They know how firmly entrenched you are in your faith. And as you build up, you build up others as well. Because you labor. And none of your labor is in vain. All of your labor is productive. I know it may seem that like every once in a while there's some discouragement. Like, why did I even waste my time? Why did I invest the time in this? But you never know. You never know when the person who comes out to that pantry at 10.30 at night and leaves. And we never know who they are but how they might be blessed by that gift. To the children that we're hoping, the young people that we're hoping to attract to this church, who have no basis in the faith at all, that they might enter through that room over there and eventually make their way into the sanctuary and be blessed. And who knows what becomes of them down the road 10, 15, 20 years. Do they become musicians, organists? Do they become pastors? Do they dedicate themselves in the mission field? What happens to those people? All we need to do is to open the door in a literal and figurative sense to use our talents and to labor on their behalf. At the time when our labor ultimately comes to an end, we will receive our inheritance from the Lord as a reward that is beyond our wildest expectations. I had an opportunity to officiate yesterday at a very informal memorial service at Worcester Cemetery. Pretty much just family. That's the state that we're in with the, the, the virus and whatnot. Um, we gathered around and there was certainly some sadness, but then the realization that this one person who lived for almost 90 years affected everybody in that circle, a circle of about 20 people, Most of them, obviously, younger than me. But all deeply affected by both the words of encouragement, but also the admonishment that comes with mentorship. So we rejoice. We rejoice when we celebrate a life, even though there is sadness of of loss. Let us never lose sight of whom we serve and why we serve Him. It is the Lord Jesus Christ we are serving. In all that we say and all that we do. On this Labor Day weekend, when we actually take time to rest from our labor, and I hope you'll have an opportunity to take some time off tomorrow, but I imagine many of you are going to engage in a project of some sort or another. To love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength and all your mind. And to be reminded to love your neighbor as yourself. For when we labor for the Lord... It doesn't matter what your hands can do as long as your heart is in the right place. For that truly is the labor of love. Let us pray. Almighty God, we live to serve you and every living being under creation with unconditional love. Lift us up, give us strength, and sustain us as we labor in your service so that all that we say and all that we do will bring honor and glory to your name today and forevermore. Amen.